Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hi, hey, welcome everybody to The Roundtable, episode number 38. 38. Yeah, so again, we're thankful that you've joined us today. Just a quick overview. What is the roundtable? What are we hoping to get done? So the roundtable exists so that we can continue the conversation from Sunday morning because we always said, and this is what's so great about being a preacher, is you preach a message <laughs> and within an hour everybody forgets. Yeah, they go you to know, So we're always excited about what you're getting ready to put out there and then it's like, uh, so how do we continue the conversation? Because we do think that there are things that we can talk about that are life-changing through scripture and what we can do. And we know that if we can sit around in a, circle and do it, it's probably better than what we get done on Sunday morning anyway. So the roundtable being an opportunity to do that and an opportunity since Jenny ramped up the roundtable. Now we have guests all the time. Every single time. No, I know. Special guests to be able to come on. And the guest part of it is awesome because we get to know Evie, who we're going to get to know here in a little bit, of not only her, her life, what she's doing, what she's excited about, but then her view of the scripture and what she thinks about those things. So well, we start with what's going on right now, Mm -hmm. Jenny. So what's happening in your life that's exciting today? So I was supposed to report back on that dig dates thing. Yeah. The, um, so we did a dog app or it's a dog like dating app for owners. (laughs) And let me tell you, first of all, the first, when I first did it, it matched me up with women. And I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, is it thinking that I want friends? Okay, or? wait, wait, wait. Just so for the people that are listening yes. for the first time. What? Last week or was it two weeks ago? No, it was last week. Who, who gave you the idea of a dog dating app? I think you did. I found it. Yeah, because he found okay. it. Yeah, so Nick, our producer, yes. gave that idea because Jenny's still going through the whole, like, I want to get married. I want to have kids someday, but all I do is date my dog. Yeah. 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 So right. Nick came up with the idea of, or found a yes, dog dating yes. website. It was the number one on dog dating, like dog um, owners. <laughs> dog owners so hooking funny. up together. Yeah. So I okay, had to put so Jenny and Grayson. So you asked you your name and then ask you your dog's name. Okay. Yeah. So you get on it. Yeah. You put yourself out there yeah. and it matches you with. So you have to do like, you can do unlimited mile range, 150. Well, I did 50 at first okay. and nobody. There's no, there was no one. I was waiting and it's like this little dog going around in a circle and I'm like, okay, nobody's in my area. And then I did 100 and there was like, I did that for a while and there was like two. Two and they were women. They were men. I changed it. Oh, <laughs> luckily. Because I'm like, what the heck? Because you put your preference as a woman? I didn't mean Do you have a whole no, other it, side that we don't know about? No, it did that for me. Oh, okay. Without question. Like I didn't even ask me. It just did it. Okay. But then the I just gave up after I didn't want to do the unlimited. Cause it was not two people within a hundred yes. miles yes. that have dogs that match up with your profile. No, not necessarily just not even match up, just like people that you could choose from. <laughs> because I don't think many people use this app. That's why. Yes. Okay. But it was number one out of all so of the dogs. Out of the two guys, any No. I gave up. Nothing. Nothing. Did you try to contact him? No. Why? Because I, I didn't I didn't feel anything through the, the my picture. phone. Yeah. Is that what you're doing, like waiting for the vibe? Yeah. Okay. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, you're like, you just stare at the picture and then yes. you get this like. Hmm. I know immediately. Really? Like you can swipe like through most of the apps and 
I feel like once I see the person, I'll know. It'll just be like, yeah. Bling, 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 well, bling. Dating apps are so judgmental, anyways. So you are really only looking at their their picture. Well, how many times are people doing that with you, and then do they contact you too? Is that how it works? I don't know. Dating apps are really weird. Sometimes they do. Like if you match on most of them, like if you like someone, they have to like you back, and then you match. And then you reach out and contact, but it's weird. Like you'll get a bunch of matches and then nobody like talks to anybody. So you're just matched <laughs> with somebody and then like no conversation is going on. It's okay. so weird. Okay. So we're still about, so you're, you're still in the single game. Yeah. Still looking. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it'll come to me whenever. No, When no, it's meant I, to be, it will be. I know that part. I, maybe like there's still some stuff that I need to work on. Yeah. No, I, again. Like my financials. <laughs> Because I don't think anybody wants that coming on. My debt. <laughs> but anyway. It can bring you closer together, though. That's true. Maybe debt? Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Debt? Yeah. That's, Dave Ramsey says that? No. It, okay. I mean, it's not a good thing. But okay. he's praying for but that. But he said, like, you hear these couples go on the journey to get debt-free together. And they're like, it just, oh, it brought us closer. I need This common goal in working oh. together like and giving things up. people that were already up. married, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. see. Okay. Yeah. So people that got in yeah. debt together. Yeah. Or they brought in debt. <laughs> okay. Like school debt or whatever brought debt okay. into the yeah. relationship. So I just need to find somebody that has a bunch just of Just hide it? <laughs> you guys need to yes. get together? Hide yes. it for a while? Yep. Come clean? Yep. Yep. Yeah, don't Grow together as a couple. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't, don't out of the gate tell them anything. Wait hi, to, <laughs> hi, my name is Jenny and I have a 380 credit score. <laughs> <laughs> That's not possible. It's higher than that. I was going to say At 380 one point, is not possible. It was like 120. Is that possible? It was. I got for your a paper. credit score to yes. get one twenty. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was because you filed bankruptcy. No, I don't even. I had never had a credit card or anything at that point. It was just a bunch of like health debt, mm. like oh, you know all wow. those taxi rides to the emergency room and stuff like that. Taxi rides. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Is a taxi an ambulance? You know they were luxurious. The ambulance. That's yeah. what I meant. But I an ambulance is luxurious. Yes. See, I've always wanted to remember. I've never been able to remember when I was life flighted. I know. You know, the one time, like, I wonder what it was mm-hmm. like in that helicopter. I know. That's cool. I wonder if they're nice. I, I still got are. the T-shirt, the Samaritan they T-shirt. They give you a T-shirt? Yeah, they gave me and Brady both one. They come walking in like... You think the good Samaritans are mean? Huh? <laughs> Do you think they're mean? <laughs> no, but I'm thinking, like, here's how my mind works. You know what that ride probably cost me? Yeah. Like when I woke up oh, and was yeah. kind of coherent of like what was going on and they said, hey, you were life flighted. Like I didn't agree to that. Yeah. You know, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, here we go again. Yeah. I'm going to be paying off this stupid thing forever. And here comes the guys in the jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, it's great to see you're doing okay. <laughs> Here's a t-shirt. And I'm like laughing. For paying all this money. I'm laughing. I'm like, that's the $100,000 t-shirt that mm-hmm. I got that for the ride. insane. Well, I don't know. I can't remember what it's cost, yeah. but it was significant. Yeah. Like 75000 sure. something. I don't think most know. people remember being in that condition in one of those things. Yeah, but I've never even looked in one. That's the part I was saying. Is like I never even looked in a helicopter. I know. Isn't it amazing yeah. to think that everything could stay still? Because I'm watching this A&E show, which is ER in British or what, Britain or whatever the heck. Did you London. just try to put in a British accent? There? I did because when I watch British. it, when I watch it, I feel, I feel like them. Like, I, I feel like if I keep went going over with there. The, no, keep going with the accent. Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> no, keep talking about it. I can't when I in think like about real it. Off, not but just it you want a cup so of tea. good. Okay. That's all I can say. Do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> 
It's the only thing. Yeah, but if you it kind of sounds it, like your same Australian accent. Yeah, that's I what know. I was going to say. It's a mixture. Yeah, yes. I know. Because she thought she was It'll Australian, too. Yes, a spot of tea. Yes, a yeah. spot of tea. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I just need to hear it first, and then I'll be okay. Yeah. That was Australian. Okay. Yeah. So anything else going on? Um, Watching? Are you reading anything? How, um, hey, wait. How's your journaling going? Journaling is going well. Good. Not okay. Or not good, but it's going well. Okay. So you, I've done this new hmm. thing that I take my devotions in the morning, and then I, like do notes in my journal. So okay. I'm kind of using it in a different way than intended, okay. but I am logging in and that's all that matters. Okay. So awesome. yeah, yeah. And I completed another goal. So I've been working at, it was a part-time job to help out with my financial situation. But I last week for the first time ever kind of did some farm stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I cleaned out these um, kennels for where I got Grayson. Oh. And it, I mean, it was, I have a whole new like perspective on farmers. It was a lot of because work. Because you cleaned a dog I, kennel? Yes, I, they have hay. So that reminded no, me of farmers. No, it's not hay. <laughs> yes. It's straw. Oh. It is what? not hay. Well, what's hay? Oh, it's so funny. It's the same when thing. Dane first came and started working for us, everybody that works for us is the same thing. Dane. Dane is my son. Yeah. Oh, okay. Da star worker at MNC Hill Family Farm. Really? <laughs> we love him and we're losing him, so he's off to Aww. the new world. But yeah. anyway, every new person that comes out, so he's like, hey, he sent me a text one time. He's like, hey, I'm betting and I'm out of hay. And I'm yeah. like, nope. <laughs> You're not out of hay, you're out of straw, but that's what everybody does. Why isn't it called hay? Because hay is different. Why? Straw is from wheat, hay is from alfalfa. Okay, interesting. Or grass. Well, anyways, it was okay. really heavy. And people eat, or animals eat hay. Oh, this So you're not, not feeding these dogs, you're yeah. using it for bedding. Yes, they were bedding using it. Bedding is strong. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Straw. Okay, anyway. But it is really heavy when it, it's like... Like when it gets wet. Yes, and that's what it, it was, yeah. okay? Cause it, Poop I don't, in it. I don't know how long it had been in there, but it had gotten wet, so she was just putting like stuff over it, mm -hmm. like yeah. on top of it. Over so bedding. Yep. when I would like dig it out with the shovel, it would come out in like layers. Yeah. And I, in one kennel, I got like 12 bags of trash. Trash or like manure? Trash. Manure. No, we, I completely cleaned it out and then put new in there. No, I know, but what's the trash? She's saying 12 trash bags. 12 trash full. bags full. You put the manure in the trash bag? <clears throat> yeah. Why? I don't know, because then I took it to the fire. I don't know. Like the you fire burn pit. It. You she burn it. She will burn it, yes. Oh. But Instead what of I'm just saying, putting it in a wheelbarrow and wheeling it out there. I know. that. I, that's what I was thinking the whole time. But it was. she told me to do it that okay, way, so no, I'm doing either it that way. way. Either way. I burned 1,689 calories in four hours. See? I've always said this. There's a difference between yeah. lifting strength and working out strength yeah. and farmer yes, strength. Yes, there is. Farmers have a unique strength yes. that you can't get in the gym. Dude, I was putting my whole body into that shovel <laughs> to lift it up. And when it was coming up, it was coming up like this. And it would break off. It was so impressive. And then I got to use lime, yep. which I only knew about lime from my murder podcast. And I felt so cool. And why do you use lime? To disintegrate the body. Why did they use lime? Why did they use lime? Oh, why did they? So she was at your kennel. Are yeah. you listening, kettle owner? Yeah, taking Jenny care. knows how no, to use I'm lime. If you ever get mad at well, it, well, I didn't know it was powder. Huh? I didn't know it was powder. Yeah. So it's lime impressive. is used for as a disinfectant. Yes. Yeah. So you put lime down before you put the bedding over it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. look at you. You might as well be a farmer. I why know, don't you go on farmers only then? No. A job's opening up here. My son's leaving. Oh, so. that's right. That's right. Summer help. Yeah. 
I liked it being around the dogs. Not cows? No. Why? They're not the same. Because the dogs like appreciate me. The, oh, they Jane all, loves Mike's dogs. Really? Yes. They yeah, sit I have there. dogs around our place all yep. the time. And they would watch me because that's what the dogs do. Yeah, so Dane was the only one that could relate with me when Loki and Cooper got hit. Mm-hmm. So when you feed, these dogs follow you yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're out there all the time, they're like your best friends. Yeah. You know, and Dane was actually upset. Like, oh, yes, he was upset. It was yeah. terrible. Like we were all upset and Dane was like, what? You yeah. get used to it. Well, I mean, those shepherds follow you everywhere. That's mm-hmm. the great thing about an Australian shepherd. Like, yeah. They follow you in and out of every barn, yeah. around you all the time. So uh-huh. you have dogs and cows at the same time. Okay. Well, I'll consider it. Huh? I would but love... that's manure. <sighs> that smells like... It smelled like ammonia in there, but not like Judas manure. Priest, are you kidding me? It's the same exact no, thing. No, it's not. Pee and dog, feces is the same dog thing. Dog pee is different than cow pee. Oh, my freaking... And God. poop. You are Cow not a farmer. No, it's not. Yes, different. it is. Why is it different? I feel like it has a different smell. <laughs> it's Maybe not as smelly. Poop. Okay, this is a, we're off the subject. Okay, we're not even getting anything. <laughs> but the point There's of my no story way. was yeah, okay. that I did hard work. Job, you are a Thank you. You did yeah. physical labor. Do yep. you have calluses on your hand? I did huh? for a second. You had a blister. I was getting calluses. Yeah. yeah. You had a blister. Yeah, I just was really proud of myself. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, Should like, be. physical labor-wise, that oh, people yeah. don't know how to do physical labor? Yes. It yeah. feels I never really so thought about good. That. It's so to do satisfying. Physical labor. Huh? To do physical labor? Yes. Okay. Like, I don't know. I like when I'm working, I like to do physical stuff, like either be moving or walking or, yeah. you know, and to do that, something I'd never done, like, it was a free workout. Yeah. I had to text good, Rayanne man. and tell her I wasn't going to be at Ignite because <laughs> I couldn't, man. It was so intense. Right. But yeah, that's why. That's why I always wanted an Apple Watch because I always wanted to know like how many steps when I'm feeding calves and doing all the steps. How many steps are you taking a day? Because you walk everywhere. I bet you take a lot. You know, seventeen thousand. That's good. Wow. So like on an average day, it's seventeen thousand steps. That's impressive. You know, and it's just walking to feed cows. You know, it's not working out or doing any of those things. I can't remember how many miles it was, but I think it's a decent amount that you do. So I was always interested in that. Because wow. I've never kept track of that before. So do you have to clean all the area where they are? Well, I mean, again, so when you feed, uh-huh. it's up and down aisles. So if you can imagine, like our baby barn, there's 620 babies in there right okay. now. So that means you have to fill 620 buckets of milk. Okay, but what about cleaning them? Do you? Yes, yeah, so once to... you clean it, you crank up the pins, uh-huh. and then you take a skid loader and you clean it oh, up. Oh, that's nice. And then once you get to the end, and you have to shovel up what's at the oh, end. Oh, that seems so simple. But not. Because <laughs> it's a big area. Okay, Easy cool. peasy. Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, all. the barn is 64 wide by 280 feet long. Holy crap. So that's just one of them. Yeah. This, so, yeah. Or if you have a dead one, you got to throw it out of the pen or drag it. So. Oh. Yeah. I mean, so if you think about a 400 pound calf dies and you got to get it out of the pen. And oh drag my gosh, it out. the calf is 400 pounds? Yeah. That's insane. Do you take a wheelbarrow and get it out? No, I take a noose and I drag him. Oh my gosh! Those you know what I'm pigs. talking about—a noose, right? Yes, like the thing a... that you hang yourself with. No, <laughs> that's a noose. No, I, yeah, that's why I said it. When I said it, I want to make sure. No, you have these like nooses that have cable on them, uh-huh. and so you hook it onto their leg, and then you pull their leg. So disrespectful. What? They're dead. I know, but the piggies out there are watching. The who? The pigs. <laughs> these are cows. Cows. We're, we're cows. We're on a pig. cow farm. Okay, cow, okay, pig, whatever it is. All right, yeah. the cow. It's disrespectful to the cow. Listen, you just need to. Why don't we make that a dare? 
Okay. That you will come out and work on our farm for, I, for yes. one day and come back and give a report. I'm down. Huh? We should take video. Nick? We should just do the round that? table there one time. The round table at my farm? Yes. Doesn't bother me. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Set a okay. date. Set it up. Okay. We're on, on site. In the summer, though. It's too cold. Okay. Okay. Writing it down. Other than that, anything Reminder. else going on uh, in your life? Nope, that's about the highlights. I mean, there are some other stuff, but okay. enough about me. All right, so special guest today, yes. Evie. So, Evie, tell us a little bit about you so our audience gets to know you a little bit. So, Because you've come for Life Church for a long time. Yes, right? she, about... Yeah. Six years. Yep. Yeah. So she's been coming for quite a long time and a little bit about you, your family, uh, and then we'll get into, you know, what you're doing here at life. And then maybe you can tell us a little bit about your loves, your passions, the things that you love to do in life, or maybe what you're doing. Are okay. you a TV person? Do you watch TV? Mm-hmm. Are you a Netflix person? Um, Since you do have so good right internet now I'm and nobody Cobra else Kai. So, <laughs> see, oh. that's what Lexi told me. Wait, what? Cobra Kai. I've never seen that. Look, I love it. Cobra Kai person. Is it a? My TV boys show? are. Yeah, yeah, Lexi loves Cobra. Kai. Yeah, I haven't. Cobra got Kai. So she turned it on at my house, and I'm like, "Is that really Danny Larusso from the yeah. movie? Like, yeah. is that really that blonde guy?" That I he like beats it because it's a nostalgic. Yeah. Feeling. Um, I mean, it stays really true to that mm-hmm. genre, like that '80s. Genre. No, so I know. I was I like, like way surprised. I'm like, that guy, st- I didn't yeah. even know they, that guy still did things. But anyway, that we'll get I to that. I just finished Cobra Yellowstone Kai. season four. Yes. Because so. she is no a Yellowstone spoilers. fan. Yeah. No spoilers. I haven't seen it There either. are three okay. out of four. Love really? Yellowstone. Only because. You keep getting, watching Well, it? I keep getting busy on Sunday nights. And so what happens in my life is it's way better if I can watch like three or four in a row. Mm. But like to watch whatever it was, a half hour. How long was mm-hmm. it? I think they're closer to an hour. Is that what an episode is? A I think they're hour? about an hour. Yeah, probably forty eight minutes. Like, with... Judas, I want to watch another one. I don't want to just like I'd rather yeah. like Binge. I would rather waste my life for like three hours straight and then yeah. not do it on a regular basis. <laughs> yes. Race. Yep. You know what I mean? Then instead Get of like oh it. every Sunday I have to be there at a certain time. Yep. Did you oh, like it? I know. Oh, I this love new Yellowstone. Season? Yeah, I like the new season. Okay. Yeah. How did you get into it? It left me feeling a little. Like wanting though, okay. I don't know, because I didn't even realize it was the last episode when I watched it. Oh, I was like, that okay. is awful. Oh, that's I hate the last that Okay, can yeah. you read? Is there any character you want to be like? Um, well, my favorite character is Rip. Yeah. Isn't that the one that you like? I, I want to be Rip. Yes, I, I want to be Rip. I think that men want to be Rip, ladies want to be rip. with Rip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes sense. So, yes. how did you get on it? Um, like were you just I just had a through? friend tell me about it. Okay. So and then she highly recommended it. So I downloaded Peacock. Uh-huh. And then um so Peacock is a streaming service yeah. and then you have to wait just like Netflix or Hulu for mm-hmm. the season to get over and then it goes on there. Okay. So this winter I got desperate and I was like let's just buy it. So we just bought it off Amazon. Yeah. Well, wait a second. I have a question. I'm interested about this. So every man wants to be Rip and every woman wants a man like Rip. Yeah. Okay, so is it the way? I'd I say most women. I don't know. No, I, listen. This is going to prove some of my theory. So I'm on this quest, you know, to try to figure out like <laughs> quest. <laughs> I am. I'm to on a quest. To figure out what? I listen. So as you are training young men to be men. Yes. Right. I've always said like women want a certain type of man, mm-hmm. right? And I would say the majority of women want a certain type of man. 
right? So I'm on this, like, yeah. so whenever you said this, I think it's way interesting oh. that Validated. a lot of men would look at Rip and want to be like him, but it seems so distant. And a uh -huh. lot of women would like to man like Rip, but there's very few of them out there. So yes. what is it about Rip? Because it's not, it can't just be the way he looks because there's plenty of people who look that way, right? So it's not yeah. just his looks. No. What is it about Rip that women like? I've never seen Rip. I think it's, well, he's got a little bit of a past. Uh-huh. So that a yeah. little. Could have been in prison. A got little, that he's wounded. Yeah. Up, but right. he's a hard worker. Right. And he treats Beth awesome. Right. Even though she's a train wreck. Yeah. And, Aww. yeah. And, um, I know. Getting just out, just thinking about him. And no. he'll, he will her. like straight up murder anybody yeah <laughs> like, yeah he's like a in, man like he's in gonna defense take of his yeah. family. family he's yeah. a protector mm, yeah. see I, i've been putting it into these categories and right? he protector. doesn't even think yeah. twice protector. about it he just goes yeah, in i'm and... a protector that's a yeah. big one because right, again i've yeah. always said like women are looking for men who are hardworking, and i still say whether women want to admit this or not mm -hmm. they do like that men have a little bit of a wild side you know, or not wild, but like that past of like, he had some stuff of, yeah. in his past, but he's got it better. So he's not a perfect little angel. Yeah. I think women do like that. That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. That's yes. what my he's point. messed up, but yes. he's overcome it. Yeah, yeah that's my point. <laughs> yes. right? So somebody who is overcome, uh -huh. somebody who is a protector, yes. you know, that trait, that, whether that's it's huge. killing somebody on the show or whether or not it's punching somebody who needs punch. Yeah. Every woman likes the protector, mm -hmm. and every woman wants a hard worker, knowing that the man that she marries is gonna, she yes. will never work harder than him, yep. right? Yeah. And the and that the top priority for him, and you see it whether it's with Beth or mm -hmm. whether it is with well, what's Kevin Costner he cheats on her. No, what's oh. Kevin Costner? John. Yeah, John. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he treats them with ultimate respect. Yeah. Because and a woman wants respected, mm -hmm. right? So all I'm saying is, is like there's these traits that I try to tell men this like how it plays out or mm -hmm. what you do I'm still telling you the majority of women want these types of things yeah. from a man you should just sit him down and have him watch an episode of Yellowstone well again be like him huh? be like what's but don't his name? violently murder anybody <laughs> don't take anybody <laughs> right to the train station. don't show that episode <laughs> wait what's his name huh Rick. jet Rip? Rip. Jet? How do you know. get Jet? I have no idea. It's a three-letter word. Nick, does your <laughs> wife like Rip? She doesn't watch it. Ugh. What? She's missing she out. She hasn't watched it How yet. How come? I don't know. Did it, has she tried it yet? We haven't tried it yet. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So he, that's a little bit of nostalgia for me, too. Rip, because he was on Dazed and Confused, and that was like my cult ah. movie as a teenager. I don't even know. What's Dazed and Confused? That was it's a... Like, that it's just an older movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was super popular, but it was like Matthew McConaughey, Rip, um, all huh. these. Yeah, it was a good wow. teenage movie. Have you read Green for Lights some yet? Teenager. Yes. Did you like it? Mm -hmm. Matthew McConaughey. I, didn't I love know Matthew any, McConaughey. I didn't know anything about Matthew McConaughey when yeah. I read that book. I'm like, dude, I don't know what that guy's in, but I want to watch it. I still haven't watched anything yet, but. Yeah. How yeah. to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's I haven't seen any one. of those oh, things. Oh, yeah, that's like mm -hmm. his romantic comedy. Yeah, but he didn't like doing those. That's what he says in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. Rom-com is what he called yeah. it in the book. That book is really high on Audible. Oh. It's like it, number three, I think. It's awesome. Yeah. Nick, did you ever end up reading it? I, I haven't read it yet. Okay. Nope. Oh, did you? Did. No, but I just, I thought about it. No. So that's a step in the right direction. seriously awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a good book. 
It is. A step in the right I direction. Down- yes, I downloaded the app. I have a subscription, but I, I paid for the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. He's a good storyteller. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Do you yeah. think he really writes good. it, though, or do you think he has a, I think he writes a story? It. Who are those people that somebody writes Ghost it Ghostwriters. Yes, Ghostwriters. Ghost I think he writes it. I don't yeah. think... You don't think a ghost writer could not tell that story. Yeah. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was really good. So anyway, so I kind of got you off the like. Okay, that's part. normal. So, so those are the TV shows I watch. No, I know, <laughs> I know. We're talking like we. So let's get to know Evie. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I live here in Roanoke area. Um, I've been coming to Life Church for about six years. Where you live is considered Roanoke. What do you mean? Or do you just say I that because you don't two really miles wanna, from Roanoke. <laughs> you just don't really want to attach <laughs> Roanoke to sounds better. Because you know there are people that do that, right? That like say not, they live in Roanoke? Yeah, when they don't really live in Roanoke because they don't want to say it's they It's a live Roanoke in address. <laughs> two miles from the school. I just, I just didn't know it's if Roanoke, that was Mike. the case. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was just stating a fact that there is a real thing where people would say, I live in... Roanoke? I would say that. And not in Huntington. Mm-hmm. You know? oh. Sounds way well, better. Well, I did live in Huntington. I know. But some people, <laughs> okay. aren't, aren't, some people aren't that excited about saying they live in Huntington. Oh, yeah. Like they could say live in Roanoke. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, or we live in Bippus or we live in somewhere other than I Huntington. I lived in Bippus too. Wow. Yeah. All, we're all traveling. But we're all, all over the county. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when did you live in Bippus? A long time I ago? I lived on a thousand, like so by Whitley County line yeah. as a teen. Okay. In the country. In the country. That was very Yes, yeah, she grew yes. up. I live in the country poop. now. You shovel do? Yeah. poop. Oh. I did not shovel poop. You didn't? No, I didn't live on a farm. Oh. So I've lived in a few places. Uh, I was born in Oklahoma. That's lived right. Lived in New Mexico. Right. You what? Ooh, New Mexico? Lived in New Mexico. Oh, I want to live in New Mexico. And then, yeah. yeah. Wait, do My have... son was just telling me he wants to go on vacation there this summer. So yeah. Red we'll Clay, see. too? Or is it just Oklahoma? Wait, is it right? Red Clay? Isn't it Red Dirt? Colorado. Yeah. I mean... I guess it depends it was where you red. go. I think I think I saw red, like not necessarily red, but like a burnt orange red. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that the thing? Like color the dark. Yeah. I feel it's like that's weird. more of like the Arizona. No, it's Oklahoma. I would say it's it? weird. I liked it. Oklahoma's where all the tornadoes happen. Yes, that's very true. But Florida is number one. I found and that tornadoes? Out. Mm-hmm. No. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. Nick. I just found this out. I learned a fact. Nick, find fact check Jenny. No, I learned that, it on the weather channel. There's no way that's no, right. No, it is. Florida, Florida cannot be the and, highest for yes, tornadoes. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. Are we maybe? putting money on this? Oh, see, uh, but the reason why I remember. Are we putting yes, money on I this? Will, How much? Because How I much? found it. This How much? How much before we get this out? I don't know. She right. <laughs> she can't be right. That's smart. Yes, I am because it was on the Weather Channel. Because this couple ran through the tornado, they were dry or they um, drove through it. So Nick. I was watching it, and it surprised me, and that's why I remembered. I do remember things that are unimportant, though. This state, excuse me, Wikipedia state. Oh, Wikipedia. We we trust that. I trust it. The yep. um, where do I read it? Do we treat? Do we trust Wikipedia? We really should. Well, you should just go to the can, Weather Channel. You can change Wikipedia. Weather Channel. Let's see you if I can go find to the Weather the we- Channel. You okay, will you be Wikipedia. doing that? Be, are we putting a bet on it or not? Yes. What's the bet? I don't know. What do you want to bet? Five bucks. Okay, deal. Okay. Do you have five dollars? Yes, I do. <laughs> you were okay, just talking about so Tornado Alley States 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The top 10 states with the highest number of tornadoes. One was Texas. Yes, you just you lost. You didn't say Texas. Two the was point ki- was, you said Florida was no. number one. 
But that's Evie. not true. Evie, what did that's she say? That's not true. Where are you? She said not Florida. <laughs> no. That's all the bet I was. I just not read Florida. this. Huh? I just read this yesterday. It was not. It's not Florida. It is not Florida. Okay, Thank well, you. I will five come, bucks. I will come back and find five bucks. No, I'm gonna come back. No, I, no, five bucks. We trust our producer. Can't be right. We trust the producer. Evie, yes, we, you want to be the tiebreaker? <laughs> we do trust him, but one source cannot be accurate. We have to come up with a bunch of them and then we'll like divide you say it. Florida? Yes. If I See, were just Wikipedia to make an educated guess, Wikipedia said the, guess, I the would not state say with the highest number of strong tornadoes per unit area is Oklahoma. Right, but Florida isn't close. <laughs> contact with it. Yes, it was between Florida Oklahoma and Oklahoma. and Florida are not in close contact. No, I mean... That's with, what you just said. I know, but I meant within, like, the tornadoes. I swear I saw it, because I was as surprised as you were. That's why I remembered. <laughs> we, we keep getting off the most important subject. I know. Heavy. Which is me. Heavy. Yes. Heavy. We're Jenny, really we got to stay that. focused. Like You have to stay focused. I know. Heavy's the most important fault. thing. I know. Okay. I know. I'll take okay. the blame. She right. had, was from Oklahoma, yeah, lived in Oklahoma, was. and right. Bip, and Bippus, and Bippus, and Roanoke, New Mexico, Roanoke. New, oh, New Mexico! That's how we got off of this, New Mexico. Because <laughs> yes. you're going on vacation this summer to New Mexico. No, yeah, she wants Dane to. just came up and said, I, "This is where I want to go." For and vacation. you should take him because he west. won the Lily. I know. So you should oh, take wow. him. Amazing. What? He won yeah. the Lily Scholarship. Oh wow! Do you know what it is? Um, I do know that it what? is a really intense scholarship that I would never got. <laughs> so never what is it? Attained. So you can go ahead and explain. Okay. It because it he is got, a big deal. It's like one out of the whole state, right? No, um, they do it one per county. So okay. Eli oh. Lilly Foundation. Sorry if this isn't the right spot. Um, in Indy. Yes. Creates pharmaceuticals. Yes. Yes. They give a scholarship to one child in each county. So there's like a bunch of participants. And then you're narrowed down through first you have to qualify. Then you have to mm -hmm. write essays. Mm -hmm. Then you have to do a couple interviews. Wow. And then it's a full ride. So full anywhere, ride. Anywhere. Yep. And he's going to go to Rose Holman. Which is a huge deal because Rose Holman's a lot of money. Yep. Rose Holman is $60,000 a year. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So, so he gets to pick any place that he wants to go. So will yes. they are they doing it for four years until his like bachelor's or how well, long? That's a full yeah, ride. it's it's full ride. It's I know, four, but are they extending? Like, what if you wanted? It's to be a four doctor? bachelors, but he is going to do a program, hopefully, uh -huh. where it's um, you get your master's in four years. Wow, he's really smart. Mm -hmm. Have you ever met Dane? Mm -mm. Uh, well, I, maybe I've met him, but not like met him. Like I've seen him. Yeah, but he looks like a. Tall, skinny version of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Face. <laughs> <The> short hair. <laughs> okay, I'll be looking out for that yeah. someday. Slender, yeah. He's, yeah, he's awesome. So I'm wow. excited for him. Super excited That's for him. That's amazing. Um, Does that make you feel good, like, making a son like that? Like, you created that human. <laughs> I know. You created those brains. <laughs> I know. I, I take most I, of the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, where yeah. you sit back and you're just like, I'm so proud of myself for I, what we yep, did. Yep, yep, yep. Huh? Taught him his ABCs. There he did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. So yeah, he's good. going to, yeah, Rose Holman study engineering. And you're he gonna wants to move down to Texas. And you're going to take That's him to New Mexico goal. on vacation this summer. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Dane? Wait, is that in New Mexico or something? What? No, Rose Holman's in Indiana. No, didn't oh. you listen earlier? Yeah. She said Dane wants to go to New Mexico. Right, I know, but I thought that that's why, oh, no. where that school no, is. No, but because yeah. he did it, his mom just said here on the podcast that she's going to take you because right. you're such a good yes. kid. I mean, he did win the lily. So <laughs> no, he, I know. He, he did. It. He does. He, he deserves Yeah, think about it. the money that it saved you. He deserves so now it. that you can go and. He wants an out west trip. 
Yeah. So West. a big yeah. trip. But yeah. I was like, huh, I have five children. Get right. in an also, RV. RV it. That's what I'm saying. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, get in that's an RV and start traveling. Mm-hmm. I don't have an RV. No, you, you rent, rent one. And the Wait, gas is like astronomical. It's not bad. But think about it. You're saving on like hotels. They get what? Five miles hotel? to the gallon? Yes. Three? That's it's not much. No, they get like five or six. Yeah, but think about it. There's a whole kitchen in there. So you're think about food. the memories yeah, that you're going to Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to move my family of seven into a small yep. trailer-like. No, yep. not small. Get the big one. You got to get the <laughs> yeah. big one. The no big one. No matter what, it's not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is the vacation. Well, you know what you could do? You could just say, you know what? Dane, just for you, for your senior trip and the Lily, we're going out west. Just Somebody watch him. the kids. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? Just make, yeah. your, kid, make your husband, you and him. Yep. Well, you, you got to take Dane. Yeah, yeah and Dane. No, yeah, and no. Dane. No, just Dane. <laughs> you and Dane. Just you two. Just me and Dane? Yes. Yeah. Your husband. And, and my husband will be like, oh, my God. Yeah, no. You got to let him go. Why? He was a part of the making process. That's true. He, That's was. True. he was. Yeah. This so wasn't just like a... Yeah, That's one-sided true. deal. That's true. So is this the expectation for all of your kids now? Because that's a very high... What, to go on a senior trip? No. Or to get the lily. the lily? Oh, I already if have... that was my... I already mother? have two of my children saying, when I get the lily. Really? So Okay, so uh, you start them off, and the one does it, and then they all just want to follow. Lexi was the runner-up for lily. For the lily? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, the boys were just like, whatever. Lexi, you're always perfect. Yeah. We don't care yeah. about the lily. You always have that one. Yeah. She's not your firstborn, though, right? No, Brady okay. was. Yeah, so Brady, but Brady got essentially because of his grades in high school and football, he essentially got a full ride to Taylor. Okay. You know, wow. and then Lexi, because of her grades and because of volleyball, she got a full ride to Grace. But Taylor's 46, 48,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, school's so expensive. That's ridiculous. Anyway, we keep getting off the subject. Okay. <laughs> Tell us more about you, Evie. So possible trip to New Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Everybody put in a plug for Dane. If you see Evie on Sunday morning, and give her the encouragement. Yep. New <laughs> RV. Mex- yeah, the RV trip. Or if you Two have an letters. RV that you want oh, yeah. to yes. let Evie That's borrow, hey, for sure. make dreams come true. That's hey, what I we're about. Hey, I RV, too. Huh? I get it the weekend after you. <laughs> <laughs> so make dreams come true. Yes. Help Evie be able to take her son. Yes, to I will New borrow somebody's RV for sure. Yeah. And she's a good driver. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, I've never <laughs> driven an RV. It's not bad. You won't run over anything. Okay. Yeah. I think everybody would stay out of your way, too, if you're yeah. barreling along. Just in an don't RV. be like we were when we took the RV trap. We were in Flagstaff. And so I was driving, and we went to make a turn, and the RV's real long with a hitch. Mm-hmm. So we went oh to make a turn, and started going uphill, and the hitch dug <laughs> into the pavement, and mm. we got stuck right there. Did it pull you back? No, it's it just, just like stopped. you're going up, and so the hitch gets stuck, and so then you try to back up, and the hitch just goes deeper oh. into the concrete or into the pavement, and then you try to take off, and it yeah. keeps digging deeper yeah. because you're going more uphill. And so Great we memories. had Flagstaff traffic stopped. In midday, with the RV sitting. Oh in the goodness! Yeah. My gosh! This is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't do that. Okay. What else? Tell us a little bit more about you. Um. Well, like Been I said, I have five six. kids, and they keep me pretty busy. Okay. Um, four biological, one that we're soon to adopt. How soon? Um, do you know? Well, we've been in court for four-ish years. Wow. Yeah. But hopefully 2022, I'm pretty sure that's... So how long have you it, had this um, person in your care? 
Um, or in your house? Or five years now. Okay. Wow. This year's five. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. It it's takes a little while. Wow. Foster care system is a little so slow. So do you go in with the, like, the notion, or not the notion, but just you knew that you wanted to adopt this person, or was it uh, just a foster mindset? Like, you might have to give them back, so don't, like, guard your heart, essentially. Yeah, so um, I so didn't hard. go into it with that mindset. And, and I, we actually did let the foster care specialists know, like, hey, we're looking foster to adopt, not just right. foster. Yeah. Because we thought we could be more effective if we were able to adopt, not just, like, the transitory mm-hmm. nature of in and out, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I guess it just doesn't work out that way mm-hmm. all the time. Or even most of the time, yeah. <laughs> most of the time, it doesn't work out that you get somebody you could adopt. Well, it would have. It works out. It would have worked out for us because they know that. So they give you kids who are supposedly like last stop. Yeah, oh. parental rights stop. are going to be gotcha. terminated. That type of stuff. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. they know that that would be an option for adoption. Mm-hmm. An option for adoption. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny that how you rhyme. can make yourself Dr. laugh? Dr. Seuss. You can make yourself All laugh the time. like that. It's great. It's yeah. a great world. So, yeah. It, and then it went back to reunification. And then that lasted. That reunification process lasted probably uh, 18 months a year. She went back wow. for a short period of time, four weeks. And everything kind of went sideways in those four weeks, and then we have had her ever since. Wow. So she yeah. was, like, originally supposed to go back, and then, like, so you were thinking that she was gone? Yes. Or did you maybe know that something was going to happen? I was thinking, well, I mean, there's always a chance. Right. But I was thinking she was gone. Yeah. How hard was that? Like, It was it was pretty rough time because I don't know exactly – why i think it was just god's grace but there was going to be this day of reunification so i was going to take her drop her off bring all her stuff and i said uh i have my father coming to visit so Mm -hmm. this was in 2018 i was like i i have my dad coming to visit that day and i was like i just don't think i could drop her off and then go pick him up at the airport and be Mm. like okay emotionally so i asked to do it um the day before so they like you have to like petition the court and do mm-hmm. all that stuff. So they let me do that. And then the next day when I was going to get my dad, he passed away that day. Oh my gosh. So what? like those 4 weeks was insanity cuz he So you didn't even like have time to think that she was gone. Like Yeah, stop and so think. it was like she's gone. He's gone. She's kind of mourning that. My dad's gone, and then me and my brother had to take care of that because he lived alone in Arkansas. Wow. And then do all those things. And I feel like after a couple weeks, you know, things started to get better. Yeah. And I was, I mean, the head of my the estate, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he passed away the day that you were supposed to go out there? Or yes. he was coming He passed away the day I was supposed to pick her up or drop her off. And go see your dad, right? No, that was the next day. Oh, yeah. Are you listening to the story? So what happened was, so what happened was, there was this day that was supposed to be pick up my dad, drop her off. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. And then I just decided in my head, like, I can't do all that in a day. Right. (laughs) Both are emotionally taxing things. Yes. Okay. So I was like, I can't do all that in a day. So I asked if I could drop her off the day before, and it was just like a god thing. Yeah. 
So well, yeah, she dropped her off and found out her dad died. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all that stuff at one time. Yeah. So yeah, so that four weeks was crazy. Like there wasn't a lot of time to sit and process much. Mm -hmm. And then once I started to, like I got a hold of her mom what, through text mm -hmm. and asked like, hey, can I take you guys out to eat? Get the girl some Christmas presents because it was also like Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And um, she just kind of, she didn't really get back with me. Yeah. She, um. And then I found out mm -hmm. all the things that had been happening and that DCS needed her removed on a certain day. Wow. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll take her back. Yeah. Wow. It's just crazy. That, yeah. I guess we can't even get into that because yeah. I'll air opinions that probably shouldn't yeah. be yeah. on a podcast. Same. Yeah. You know, inside of that. But anyway, I mean, there, you would say, and I mean, you have a passion for that too because one of the things that you do is lead an organization organization yeah, or part of the hope. organization yeah it's just like a group yeah a group hands of hope so what we do is we provide like education kind of like a support group um for foster and adoptive parents right and then dcs also partners with us and gives them their continuing education credits i right. think so that is an organization for yeah. that yeah so either way i mean it shows that you're not only passionate about what you did but helping other people oh yeah yeah you know, yeah so i started doing Hands of Hope because <clears throat> I realized there's nothing I can make a difference in in like the courts or DCS right. mm -hmm. no matter how hard I tried like right. I was constantly like raging against that system yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> and right. then yeah it just started to come to me one day like oh I feel like <clears throat> you know these parents need support mm -hmm. in, a, in a different way right Wow. So did you come up with Hands of Hope? Is that? Well, I came up with the support group and then I started to go to different support groups. Oh, okay. So okay. like I went to one that's really well established in Bluffton uh -huh. to get a feel for what they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Have you always wanted to adopt? Has that always been no. on your heart? No? No. So what happened in the moment that you felt like it? I don't know. Um, so we had four kids. Mm -hmm. We have four kids. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even go, yeah. like, I just, yeah. So we have it. four kids. And so, um, about five years ago, I started to feel like my heart was just breaking for all these kids around me. Mm. Like we lived over he just downtown here and, um, you know, we would have kids come over to our house and a lot of their families were in turmoil. Mm -hmm. And then just down the road from me one night, um, a baby got taken away because the mom was giving the baby heroin, newborn baby. Oh, and she gosh. was giving her baby heroin because I don't know if the hospital knew, but the mom was an addict. So uh -huh. the baby was born oh. an addict. Oh, so it was withdrawing? I think. Oh I mean, God. that's what I assume. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know the baby or the mom, uh -huh. and, but I would just have dreams about it, like, constant. <laughs> wow. So it was, it like, would placed on your plague heart. me, yes. And I talked to my husband about it, and he's like, you're freaking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and so I kind of, like, started to nag him a little bit about it. Like, no, I, I just really think this is something we should do. Like, it's 
it breaks my heart and I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I know why it would break anybody's right, heart, right, but right. it was like really like constant on me. Cause you can know bad things happen and it won't be. Yeah bothering you so mm-hmm. much but um so I was kind of like nagging him a little bit about it and then I just was like okay this is a quick way to get a divorce here. <laughs> <laughs> just to be the drippy faucet yeah yeah like we should do this really hard thing yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah. so um I just kind of let it go and I was prayed about it I was like is this if this something that you want from us you need to lay it on his heart mm, yeah you know and so, I don't know, one day he came home and he was talking about this guy. I don't know if he was working with him at the time, but a man that he had been working with who foster adopted eight kids. Wow. So he was just, like, discussing him with me. And I was like, see, told you we should do it. And, and then he, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he was like, okay, yeah, sign us up. Like, sign us up for classes. And then, like, my heart sank, and I'm like, that's really scary. Like, I don't know if yeah, we should like do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you're having second thoughts. Yeah. That's hilarious. So we signed up to start taking foster care classes and get our home study and all those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything we approached was like one day at a time. Like, oh, it's no big deal. We'll just do this. We can just bail. Yeah. <laughs> if we yeah. want, you know. Right. Yeah. So we did. We did that. And then we got a placement. Our first placement is the one who's with us now. Okay. So, um, and yeah, I don't know. It just. That's so cool. Yeah. I think people that do that and like you and you are amazing. Well, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not easy. I'm I'm not saying it's, I'm so strong. It's not easy. I'm saying there's a lot of things you learn about yourself. Like, oh, I'm not as good of a person as I thought I was (laughs) like it's really hard to especially when uh, you have your own kids yes yeah when you have your own kids so in my foster daughter's really great like she's very lovable but it's a different dichotomy yeah so it's hard to background yeah they weren't raised like your kids yeah and there's not that immediate bond that yeah. you get when you have your baby and mm. you're flooded with hormones and it's interesting yeah. you kind of have the bond that like the dad does because he's not like flooded with emotions either he's just yeah like talking about i would say he is though you do think so we're talking about our I hormones mean... flood when the baby's born <laughs> yeah <laughs> they oh, they do actually there is something about there is it, something like that, that is happens there? to men yeah. and women and if you really? think about it that's in the air like pheromones are in That's the true. air, yes, like so, are. like in the air. I've been told, you I know, like animals, yes. how yeah, yeah, and it's the same with humans. That's like why you put me. out what you put out. I what? feel. <laughs> Does I, this I really I happen? Have a lot of pheromones. <laughs> Does this really happen? Yes, it's really true. Like you're kind of putting your stink out there. I, I essentially, I think so. Huh? I can smell it. Like it could be a good stink. Huh? Yeah. Like when, like, like, like when dogs are in heat, you know, other yeah. dogs and I know. feel like you so can, this is the way it is for women. Yes. Like God, mm-hmm. you're putting something out there when you're in heat. One would say good vibes too. <laughs> like, like you could say good vibes. Pheromones. I'm not going to continue. With this <laughs> yeah. Why not? Is this a real yeah. thing? Yes. I'm, I'm just saying I that. I think pheromones is a real thing. I'm saying that. I'm it's, not saying it's not. I am. Keep going, Evie. Cause like, you're, <laughs> I like, like I don't think that he's just sitting there emotionless. Yes. <laughs> no, I know, but I didn't know. I feel know like the I, whole vibe and everything that. that's going on. I got, on. no, I would agree with that. Yeah. But I was thinking like this whole like releasing of whatever you're calling it. Oh, yeah. Like, is that a real thing? A smell. Well, I have, heard, I have <laughs> heard that men start to release certain hormones when it's, the woman's closer to giving birth. Oh. And that helps them really to wake up with 
the baby at night? See, I need to read more books. Yeah. I'm convinced. Hmm. Like, I didn't know any of these things. That's interesting. So, hmm. yes. Okay. Wow. Anyways, it's, it's different. Pheromones. You Pheromones. learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Pheromones. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Wow. But it is crazy because, again, you think about how many kids are up for adoption right oh now. Oh, my gosh. Like yeah. in the foster care system. Yes. Yeah. And you were talking about how they're all about reunification. And there's probably a reason. Right. Because where else are they going to go? No, I know. But that yeah. Yeah, that yeah. just gets me on my old tangent. You yeah. know, like how is it even possible with the amount of Christians in the world that that's even the case? Like mm-hmm. how is that possible? Like I don't know how that's possible. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a it's a hard thing. I can understand not wanting to do it. Well, I know, but so yeah. is faith. Yeah, but not everybody has that. Well, they what? Not everybody has that. No, I know, but I, and again, I get the whole like. Well, I think I get it. I don't know if I still get it. Like I don't everybody's think you get like, it. well, some people are made to adopt, some people are made to adopt, and again, then Scripture just says pure and faultless religion is taking care of the orphan and the widow. Yeah. Uh, but so a lot of know. people miss, huh? or not misjudge, but they don't follow every I'll single do, thing. Well, I'll just leave it at this. I would still say this, and this will lead into a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Part of the problem with Christianity is you've been selective on what you think you should do. Should yes. Do. Like, what are, I mean, so is it a command? Is the Great Commission a commandment? Is it? Is it something that he says you will do? Mm-hmm. Is taking care of the orphan and widow a suggestion? Are you asking me? Yeah, I mean, is it a suggestion? Is the Great Commission a suggestion? No. Is taking care of the orphan widow a suggestion? Not if it says that. Then why is it, it does treated? Say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so my point it. is, is then why are those things in Scripture treated as suggestions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are we allowed to piecemeal Scripture together, and when people be like, "Well, the reason I don't do the Great Commission is because I'm not really an evangelist, or I'm not really an outgoing person, or I'm not really, uh, or, or I've been in." I'm older, so mm-hmm. I don't really know on church people. Well, so when did it become a suggestion? Because it doesn't sell for huh? these big, like, it doesn't sell. Like, it's not, it's not something that most people want to do. Well, I just think it'll cost you a lot. Yes. Like, if you're going to fulfill the Great Commission, or if you've ever fostered kids or adopted kids, like, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Yeah. Right? And that's part of the reason you put the support group together is because there ain't enough support out there to try to figure it out. Right. You know, of how to blend families you know like in our case you know you're taking a sibling group of five so you essentially have more adoptive kids in your house than you do biological kids you know and how do you blend those things together and how do you make that work and yeah and they don't teach you any classes or anything on it because i was talking with somebody who does foster they do they do yeah enough though to prepare you for all the emotional i mean it's 18 hours oh really yeah oh but it's I don't think it's ever enough. I still think right now I need something. Yeah. <laughs> Some right. outside assistance. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, because again, it's just think about how hard it is to raise your own biological kids, get to know them personally and understand. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have any drama or they didn't have any trauma or they didn't have anything that right, they came right, from. Yeah, You're talking about right. kids that are teenagers that have went through multiple different things. And then you're saying, bringing them in and, you know, it's hard enough to raise your own. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so there's a lot of, and again, whether it's good or bad, I mean, we sat through all the foster care classes and uh, no, it doesn't completely prepare you for mm-hmm. what it's like to take in sibling groups of people. Right, from but trauma. But there's some resources there. 
Yeah, yeah it is helpful. Like they were, I, I, I enjoyed them. Really? They were good. Yeah. I love learning. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. maybe like a personality I mean, thing. It was, it was good. They were good. But as far as completely preparing, you know. But can you really be completely? Com- you like, can't be completely prepared life. for parenting at all. I don't R- that's true. There are no parents. Well, there are parents. Get ready. Classes. Get yes. ready. Yes. Jenny, that's coming. I feel like my dog is preparing me for parenthood. Oh, my freaking. No, for God. real. No. Seriously. Why? He just. He How just, does a dog prepare you to be a parent? Well, I have to take care of him. I have to feed him. It's responsibility. He has to go outside. He won't go outside by himself. So I have to take him out there. He cries. He whines. He does. Mm-hmm. He's high maintenance. Tell you what. Seriously. Oh. He is like a child. Some are we agreeing on this, Evie? That dogs are like children. Like when they're puppies, at least. Because you have to really be like by them at all yeah. times. Hmm. Puppies you do. That's no, not I know. But the thought That's of like my, any dog that I've ever had prepared me to be a parent. Well, it depends on how you treat your dog. <laughs> Do you nurse your dog and pretty much stay up all night with yeah, your dog? I was gonna and, say, yep. huh? <laughs> yep. He gets vitamins. You have your dog biting on your nipple. Spend twenty four hours yeah, on labor with your dog. Yep, like yep. that ain't happening. Yep. Huh? That ain't happening. What? Your dog isn't biting on your nipple no, during the middle he of the night. Like milk, anyways. Huh? I couldn't. Yeah. That's no. what she's saying. No, Did you nurse even, your dog? Okay. Well, I adopted him. <laughs> so, boo. Yeah. <laughs> What now? No, that has a lot to do with the same. That's a lot to do with it. What? Like being prepared. That's what we were talking about. All I'm saying is, yes, he does prepare me. Okay. I I would say because there's a a responsibility. There's a lot of different things that can prepare you for parenting. Way to be nice, Abby. Yeah. Huh? I definitely feel like there's some aspects where I am like, ugh, this is like a child. Or Evie's just trying to make you feel good because she feels bad for you. Regardless, I don't feel bad for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> could care less. <laughs> <laughs> she could wow. care less about you. Um, <laughs> no, Jenny. it's fine. All I know is that I know that he takes care of me. Okay, well let's or keep going. Let, well, let's keep going with this. So now, here at Life Church, we're talking about your role. You just took over. Okay. Yeah, you know, children's ministry Church. leader. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. What kind of led you to that point, or kind of where you at with it? Um. So I've helped out in the children's area pretty much since I came here. And then I helped out in the children's area at my old church too. And it, I don't know. I, I didn't want to be ministry leader. Like that was not, I don't think anybody does. That was not on my radar at all. Yeah. And then one of my best friends is Jen Gerber Mm -hmm. and she was the ministry leader and she would be coming over for a she, she's been thinking about leaving for a while now. It's not something she wanted to continue doing. Yeah. And so I was trying to help her think of different uh-huh. candid, candidates. Like we're not trying you. to come up with people. Yeah. And no. in the midst of no, thinking of me. different candidates that came up with you. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, well, I wasn't suggested. I mean, I think that Jen was like, no, she wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, because you know? she knew Because she, she knows, you know, yeah. kind of busy doing other things. Yeah. So, um yeah, I don't know. It just, it was one of those things kind of like fostering where it kind of chased me down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like that's there. And the, the way I know it's God is that that's only happened a very few times in mm-hmm. my life where it's all I could see in scripture, all I could hear through a sermon. Isn't that annoying? All I could hear from somebody. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
I am haunted. Yes. <laughs> like yes. by the Holy Spirit is right. haunting me. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're going to do it and you're going to like it. So then I talked to Mike about, and I thought we were just talking and he's like, well, do you want me to make a decision? Um, <laughs> <laughs> then you can start Monday or whatever. Yeah. It was uh, like two like, days. Well, if you're on board, you can start Monday if you want. Yeah. So, and then it was kind of like, here's a job. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how everybody is here. Hopefully Jesus will show you the way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not hopefully. Jesus take the wheel. And yeah, it's been it's been re- it's been really good. I mean, there's been quite a few times where I'm like, because I have some other things going on. Right. Another I'm job. Just like too, right? I cannot handle. I don't have the emotional bandwidth for this. You know. Right. But that's but, the best thing. But then something awesome happens, and I'm just like, okay. Like one day, uh, it was maybe two Sundays ago. I was talking to Charity, and I was just like, I just don't think I could do this. Because I have something pretty significant going on mm-hmm. in my home life. And I was like, I was like, it's just so much. You know, I mean, I could do, I could keep up with the physical demands and right. the energy. But like I said, the em- emotional mm-hmm. bandwidth of trying to deal with certain things. Yeah. And so I was talking to her about it, and she's just kind of, you know deer in the headlights because she's very bubbly and <laughs> yes yeah and cupcakes and yeah. rainbows right. like right and that's awesome about her like she's so excited and so passionate mm-hmm. and you know and I was telling her that and you know she's just kind of looking at me like okay and then we had to separate and go to our areas and I had to do children's church and in children's church we haven't been doing worship mm. so two weeks ago was the first week that we implemented it and so I'm standing out there, and then we start worship, and I'm like, oh, God, how's this going to go? Because yeah. you you just never know with those kids. kids. Yeah. You're like, are they going to be into it? Mm-hmm. You know, this is just going to be a hot mess of everybody running all over the yeah, place, getting right. into stuff. And so and they were all singing and dancing, and I'm like Aww. about to cry. I was like, I just wanted to quit a couple <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I feel like God gives you those moments of like, hang on, hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's okay. Yeah, the It'll glimpses okay. into what could be or what is. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, and everything like that I read in Scripture right now too is like, just stay the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can stick it out. Don't quit too soon because the blessing's coming. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I do think that's hard for people. Like you give up too early. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you give up too early, Absolutely. then you, could, you miss the blessings that that's coming with that. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about Sunday morning. Okay. So this is what we were dealing, we're talking through. So it was just a couple part series together of like what a business meeting was, you know, we want to be found faithful as Christians. We want to be able to be a church that's found faithful. Um, <laughs> But the reality is, if you live a faith-filled life, it's like swimming uphill, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not normal for you to live by faith. So we all, I think, would agree with this idea that if you live by faith, it's not going to be a normal activity of your life. So how do you prepare yourself or what do you do to get to the place where we live a faith-filled life so that God can honor those things? Mm-hmm. So looked at a couple different scriptures on Sunday, but the one was talking about this idea of like, how do you prepare yourself to be ready when Jesus comes back, right? So it's a parable about the master right. going away. So the idea was, what we talked about is, and, and you guys tell me if you agree with this, because I don't know if I really 
got this out of the crowd on okay. st- on Sunday was it doesn't matter but what's going on in your life if there becomes a decision to be made and <coughs> and there's a question of what you're going to do you always do what you value more would you agree with that or disagree with that mm, what i value more the point is is you do what you value right? i don't think i do all the time okay s- yeah well, i mean tell me about that i think like, some well i think sometimes it's you do what's easier if it's like in that moment. Right. So you value doing the easy thing. Maybe. The point is it's a value system that caused you make a decision. Right. Right. So not necessarily like this task or this task, okay. but there's a value system built in you. Right. And so the value system is, is to choose easy over hard. Mm-hmm. You'll choose easy. Maybe in some sort, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm kind of questioning my answer, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Come back to me. Per usual. (laughs) Do you think that people, the decisions that people make is they make their decisions based upon what they value? Yes. Yeah. Nick, where do you, do you weigh in on that? Do people make decisions based upon what they value? Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So every decision that we make, so Jenny's the only one that doesn't live out of a value system. I recanted. No, I think she does. I think she doesn't. She's not choosing. She's not really agreeing with what she believes. I mean, you do. You do. You do what you value. But right. I think a lot of people don't want to say they don't value the things that they don't do. Ooh. Ooh. It's really confusing. That, that was hard for me. That, yeah. that took me back. Mike's been saying that for years, being on staff. He's uh-huh. always said, you do what you value, you do what you value. There's a lot of things that I said, I value these, but then when you step back, it's like, you didn't, no, you I don't do them, them, so how do you really value if you don't do them? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, again, and we've said it, and this could be anything. Like, you can sit in a conversation inside of your marriage. You can say it to your children. Mm-hmm. Like, I value this with you. But if the actions of your life don't reflect it, right. then do you really value it? Right. We're, I have this conversation with yeah. my, you know, my middle child. He wants to play baseball in college, and I'm like... You can tell me that all you want, but as you're sitting there playing video games for yeah. hours, yeah. Like, yeah. what yeah. you do is completely different than what you say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because just, if you valued uh-huh. playing college you would be baseball, then every day there would be something in your day that would show that you valued right. it. Right. Right? So the time would reflect it. I know, think it's so. the same thing like with people going to church. Like, I think that's the whole hypocritical thing of like, what people say that they don't want to be like Christians because Christians, some of them just go to church and then live their life throughout the week. So the same thing with that, like they think that they value Christ, but then through the week it tells a different story. Well, here's what I've said. I think, and you guys can weigh in on this. I think the problem with the church is, is that we've established a wrong value system from the beginning, right? Because the whole idea of, if you look at a church and you look at what they talk about, mm-hmm. meaning what they think is the most valuable, it is making you a better person, right? Stop yeah. sinning less. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I got that vibe from church for a long time. Not necessarily here, just right. the vibe from Christianity in general. Like, you, you need to... Sanctification is yeah. getting better and better. Like, stop doing this. Stop right. doing that, you know? Right. So it would say... Just speak like, up self-help. Yeah. yeah. That the church would yeah. say... What we value is if Jenny was a drunk, not being a drunk. If Jenny yes. was a whatever, she's sleeping around, don't sleep around. Mm-hmm. If, if you have a problem with your mouth, stop cussing so much. If you smoke, stop smoking. If You, you know what I mean? It's yes. like, yeah. And that's what the church would do. And then they would celebrate, 
wow, look at Jenny. Yeah. She's so much better now. But is that the value system of Jesus? Like, is that the thing that when he comes back, because that was the whole parable, right? So when, when the, the master goes away, he wants to come back, and he wants to know that the, the people at the ranch or the people at the farm were doing the business of the father, right? right? Or mm-hmm. doing the business of the person going mm-hmm. away. So is the business, is what you're going to be measured on, mm-hmm. whether you sinned less in your life? Like when you stand in front of Jesus, is that what he values? That's a no. question. Do you don't think he values us sinning less? I mean, not I think through he, his value system because it's reach, teach, and bring people up. That's the main one. But I mean, I think that he does care about us sinning because why wouldn't he? But because if we're sinning, we're not going to be reaching, teaching, and sending. But our value system is the Great Commission. Do you agree with that, Abby? Um. Yeah, trying to process. That. No, I mean, like, think, <laughs> I mean, he. I do think God cares if we're sinning less. I. I mean, he cares. Yeah, well, he doesn't I, want us living in right. sin. So yeah, I do think God cares about that. Yeah, let me pose it this way. So let me pose it in the the, the context of because here's the thing that I think is the problem with when we talk about sin. So mm-hmm. he doesn't want us living in sin. So pick whatever, right? So whatever that sin is, and. We look at that and we're like, yeah, God doesn't want that and he really wants us. So does he care about it? Yes. Yeah. But here's, at the end, let's say, pick a lifestyle sin. Pick one. Homosexuality. That was the first thought that came to my mind. Okay, pick another one. Drunkenness. Okay. Yeah. So let's just say these two things. And mm-hmm. So we're saying that these are some lifestyle sins. So I, I don't guess like it. It's too controversial. Do You've, it already I left know. your mouth. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever all right let's do it well no again because what because remember this is what we're dealing with yes. and so whether so you got to make sure you're honest so we're saying as a christian person they have a lifestyle sin mm-hmm. so that's what you're going to use homosexuality mm-hmm. and drunkenness right so they're identified as a christian person but they have a lifestyle sin right okay so at the end of your life let's say you battle with that on and off but you get to the end of your life and you stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ, mm-hmm. is he going to look at you and say, great job because you overcame that lifestyle sin? No. I'm not, I mean, I'm asking you that. You said as that a, Sunday. No. Well, I'm asking it. Is when you're standing there at the end and he's looking at the work of your life, if you spent your entire life trying to overcome drunkenness and you got to the end and, I mean, two weeks beforehand you got sober and now you're standing in front of him, he's going to be like, that's exactly how I wanted you to spend your life. No. Right. And that's what I'm trying to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Compared to what's going to matter in the end is whether or not you use the time you had to reach people for Jesus. Right. Right. Value system. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is Not that he doesn't want us to be, like he doesn't yeah. want us to struggle with lifestyle. So. Right. But I think what he wants is the first figure out is how you're going to use your time to reach other people right right like how are we going to do that but don't you think that's not a message you hear in the church no that's all i was trying to say it's like is that a message that when you walk away from a church to say you know what you're going to be held accountable for it's not necessarily whether you fix this but whether you fix this so why isn't that talked about if that is the value system or the will of the father Mm -hmm. why isn't that talked about? like i said why isn't that it doesn't sell like you don't, I don't think the whole idea of going to church for the 
big churches or just any church in general is like you would want to go just for other people. Like we're very self-driven. So going and hearing about yourself, it's just like the self-help book. Like, yeah, you want to go fix yourself. Makes you feel good. Like you go to church to feel good. So same thing, Evie. That's what you, that's why you think we don't. I think a lot of church, I mean, you, you preach this message, so (laughs) good job. (laughs) Yep. But I feel like a lot of churches, it, it is, I feel like people go because they're like, they, they realize that they're left wanting the sin, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. their mm-hmm. life is too much or they've achieved and achieved and, you know. It's kind of empty. Yeah, mm-hmm. still right. empty, still a void. So they go to fill that or, you know, get the help that they need. And it's not about service. It's yeah. about filling their cup. It's about selfishness. Right. Yeah, so I, I feel, I don't know, like there's been a couple times in my life, one time in particular, after I stopped nursing my daughter, I went through a little bit of postpartum, and I, I remember, you know, feeling so depressed, and I was like looking for ways to help myself, you mm-hmm. know, reading self-help mm-hmm. books, you right. know, doing the mm-hmm. things, and then... God really like spoke to me in that time and it wasn't loving. It was like, you are being selfish. That's mm. why you are where you are. Cause you, all, all the focus wow. is on yourself. Even if it's on your sadness, right? Like you're focused on you. Right. Right. Um, and that's not for, ev- I'm not saying that's for everybody. That was for me in that right. moment, sure. but going to church, being in a life group, none of those things fixed it. Right. You know, and I was right. trying to fix it. Right. Yeah. Nick, do you think the same way? Yeah. The idea of that, why isn't it a value system? Well, yeah, I kind of think that the church has just followed culture in this self-serve, you know, time that we're in. Culture. Yeah, because I think, you know, Nick and I have talked about this before, because I think the greatest celebration that the church has, if I make Nick a better man, and then I can parade Nick around and say, look what we did for Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick was this, and mm-hmm. now he's this. Yeah. That sells. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. what people care about. And this is where I go back to the oh, value system. People care about themselves. Yes. Yeah. So even when I'm parading Nick around saying, well, look what Nick came from. You know who was attracted to that? To somebody that could get the same juice. Yeah. Oh, I could drink that juice at that church, and it could make me like that? And I'm thinking... What in the freaking world is going on around here? Like, it, this is not about you. Like, how did we ever get to that point? This isn't about you. This is about you doing the will of the Father, and then you will become what he wants you to be, not what you want yourself to be. Like, I just don't get how that gets to that place. You said that doing the will and doing, like, the Great Commission is going to, like, you're going to gain, like, negative people, people that don't like what you're doing, your life is going to be harder than what it is if you were to preach the good sermon that people want to hear. Yeah, but don't you think it was interesting in the scripture when we read it? I mean, when you go and you read that scripture, it essentially says the person that's doing the will of the Father, like the value system of the Father, he's going to recline by them and he's going to be with them and he's going to spend time with them. And Mm -hmm. the one that's not doing the will of the Father is going to be cut into pieces and thrown into hell. Yeah, that's pretty vivid. Yeah. That was scary. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't a, like, oh, you know, find your okay. way. You yeah. know, you'd be yeah. fine. This was like, no. 
if you're not doing the will of the Father, then you're not mine. Because people who love their father do their father's will. Mm-hmm. Like I, again, how is it that that gets sugarcoated into, well, you know, when you get time after you're done doing your will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like how do we get to those places where that has just been forgotten? Because that's why I think if the number one value system, so this is kind of where I want to land with it. I think the number one value system for culture today is self. And so if the number one value system is self, then every decision that you make from that point on is self. So we, you could put this in lots of different layers. Why don't people take care of the orphan and the widow self, right? What's it going to do to affect me? What's it going to do to affect my family? What's it going to do? Like, it's not because it was a commandment and it's what he told me to do. Right. Right. Why don't we, like, you could put this list together of everything that we just talked about. And the reason that we don't respond to the call Mm -hmm. is because we value self more than we value him. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, if you really look at it, if we're saying it, then we do, Mm -hmm. you know, that we value ourselves. Again, I think it goes back to, why do we live in a fatherless generation even when fathers are home? Mm-hmm. Because they value themselves more than their responsibility to raise their children. Yeah. Right? Because the responsibility of discipling your children is not the church's job. Right. Whose job is it? The father's. Why mm-hmm. doesn't the father do it? Or the mother's. Why don't they do it? Self. Right? That's what I'm saying. It always yeah. gives back to that same thing mm-hmm. is that if you value yourself more than you value your father, God, every decision you will have, if it's filtered through you, is essentially, now tell me if I'm right when I say it, essentially is going against the will of God. I mean, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it is. If you're not reaching people, if you're not spreading the word, then it is. But that's really harsh to hear. And we don't want to hear that. Like, and yeah, I just think that that's, we don't want to, we want to put on our rose colored glasses and see not that like, cause that's hard. And that's, that's not what we value as a whole culture. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Abby. So could it help us get to this place? And this may be for both of you. So mm-hmm. when it, when there are decisions that he calls us to do, so it's action, right? When we read our scripture, cause you've talked about it, like I'll read scripture and I feel like God's telling me to do, or you're listening to a podcast and you feel like God's telling you to do that. If we're ever going to do the will of the father, we can't even ask this question. How does it affect me? Is that true? Cause I'm trying to give like, how do we give our audience some help? Mm-hmm. Right. Because, Oh, I asked the question, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but then you might be able to ask. I just it, have to de- try to deny mm-hmm. myself a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you so know? Let, yeah. So talk about that. So maybe, yeah. yes, you can ask the question, but how does a person who's asked to do the will of the father, whether it's through scripture, whether it's a prompting of the Holy spirit, the natural tendency for all of us is going to be, well, the reason I can or can't is usually because of you, like how it's going to affect you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how do we deal with that if we want to be in his will? So suggestions for our audience or thoughts for people. Um, Or maybe ways that you have dealt with it. Well, I feel like it's, like overcoming anything, like say okay. you're afraid of speaking in public okay. or um, starting 
running a race, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I don't know. You just have to have that overcomer. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put myself regardless out there and I'm going to do it regardless of the outcome. I'm just going to, you know, just do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that, and then, and then in it, when you're in it doing whatever you feel like you've been asked to do, my thing is, is that if I am not anchored, you know, if I'm not mm-hmm. like in scripture or in prayer, um, the negative thoughts or the wanting to quit or thinking about myself comes on very quick, mm-hmm. very quick. Mm. So I feel like it's a combination of just putting yourself out there in the little things, you know, mm-hmm. and then as you're asked to do more and more then. Just continue and. Mm-hmm. But would both of you agree that it's okay to ask yourself the question, but just to be honest, yeah. it should oh, have I no effect like on the can, decision. You can weigh yeah. the, you know, Absolutely. the think... cost. You need to weigh the cost. Because, no, he tells us to weigh right. the cost. Yeah, because if, like, say, like us, if we were going to foster and I felt like I, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I felt like it was me at first mm-hmm. um, if I was like, bent on doing that and kept, you know, pressuring my husband into doing something like that, that would be a pretty big cost that yeah, I feel sure. like God doesn't yeah. want us to have. So he wants, yeah. But if it's, yeah. but if it's the will, and I think you just proved this point, and I said this back with Sherry and I, is that if it's the will of the Father, he will call you both. Yeah. Just yeah. that might take time. Yeah. But if it is his will and he wants this done mm-hmm. and he sees this as, what he can see, he'll mm-hmm. call you both, right? He'll yeah. change yeah. the heart. So you're right. Count the cost and don't overrun God's timing. Right. You know, in the midst of all of that. So, yeah. Jenny, advice for audience as we go out here today and end up our podcast of like, if we want right. to be able to live in a value system that fits the Father's will, mm-hmm. and we know that we're always going to be battled against it, maybe ways that you've been able to you know, work through some of those things or do we still need to come back to you I mean, no, (laughs) I'm good now. But I think like, I feel like I say this a lot, like you have to understand and know that that's his will. Because like for me, for example, like I guess I didn't know exactly that it was so harsh looked upon to not do that. Like, because we are, we're taught like to self and everything else. So I think for you to get out of that mindset, you have to, A, like you said, be in relationship with him. And because that will give you, you'll feel guilty for not, not guilty, that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you'll want to do his will because you love him and you are in relationship. So I think you just need to open your eyes to see that that is his will and what the consequences of that are because that's rough. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be chopped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, well, and again, so th- uh, here's how I would end it. And this is how we ended the message is mm-hmm. that, you know, first Peter gives us some guidelines and one, it's like, what are you thinking about? So what do you take into your mind? Mm-hmm. What you're reading, what you're processing, how much you're in, like, you got to change the way that you think. And so if you never change the way that you think, then you're, you're going to have a value system that mess that's messed up. Right. Don't right. be conformed yeah. to the world. Right. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta figure out how to, to, it's great to have outside influence. It's great to hear other things, but you better figure out what's going into your head because what's going into your head usually dominates your thoughts.
You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. A lot of that stuff. So you, you need to think about what you're thinking about, or mm-hmm. you need to put in things that are going to give you the right way to think. And then we really need to start thinking eternally, right? Like, yeah, you know, whatever that takes for you to be reminded, like the end is coming, right? And eternity is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Because when you wake up every day, you don't tend to think about eternity. No. Right? You don't tend to think about, like, this is the end, you know, but... The, the guideline that Peter gives us is like, you need to think eternally. You need to think like you're a sojourner through this earth, right. like you're yeah. a passerby, you're a steward of everything that you have. You don't really own anything. And there's a reason because I don't want you to get too attached to anything. And I want you to be about the will of the father and all those things that you attach yourself to this earth, mm-hmm. even our own mortal bodies and the things that we do attach you to something you should never be attached to. Like yeah. that whole self thing yeah. is this, right? Yeah. Because you would be selfless if you were thinking about eternity. Right. Right. Like you right. wouldn't think about, you know, yeah. those types of things. Yeah. And with it, that's the other thing he tells us. You need to think about judgment. Mm-hmm. Like whether you want to think about it or not, you know, I don't think the church talks about it enough and I'm not no. a, hellfire and brimstone but judgment is coming and you are going to be judged and i'm just going to tell you what it says what it says is the people that are about the will of the father he's going to recline with him and the people that are not about the will of the father he cuts them up into pieces so i don't know what you want to do with that you know that's I mean, a little hellfire I don't like it. <laughs> do you you think what? that's a little hellfire brimstone well, let's chop you up into pieces so. i'm just saying what he said no. right like i agree yeah, yeah. I'm in jo- I'm in Joshua now, and it's mm. the same. It's like be strong and courageous through what I've called yeah. you to do. Yeah. And then in the end, you know, he's telling me, and I even went through and did this last week. Didn't weren't you there when God did this yeah. and this and this and this and right. what are what else are we going to do but serve right. the Lord? Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just don't think we should sugarcoat these things. I think we should. But there's stop. joy in it, so no, for sure. you can give a selfish spin too. Hey, the, you'll feel more the greatest joy you've ever felt by doing these things. The greatest joy that we'll ever feel on this earth is the presence of our Father. Yeah, and we feel the presence of our Father when we're in His will, right? And that will all be culminated the day you stand in front of Him. That's why we say, like, when it comes to death, this is the thing we can't understand mm-hmm. that. You know, I got a little bit of a glimpse of after Sherry died because of a vision that God gave me. But in that, it's like when they go there, they don't want to come home. Right. Like when somebody dies and stands in front of the presence of Jesus, like we're thinking, oh, I wish they could be here for this. And I wish they could be, you know, I wish Sherry could be here to be a grandma. And I wish she could be here. You know, she does not wish to be here. Yeah. The thing that she wants, she asks. Mm -hmm. She's home. She's in the presence mm-hmm. of her because the greatest joy she will ever have is being what she was created to be is in the presence of, of her father, right? right and yeah. being there. And so that's the whole idea. There's no greater gift for us than to be in the presence of God on this earth. And the way you're there is by doing his will, you know, and that's the joy that we get. And I just think we as Christian people just need to come to the place where it's, it's okay to say these things. And the reason I say it's not hellfire and brimstone is just for this sheer fact. It's fact. So the question just becomes is, what do you do with what it says, yeah. right? Like, are you going to talk around it? Are you going to make excuses for it? Are you going to be like, well, I'll get around to doing something about it, or that's not really what it means, because that's what we do. Instead yeah. of just saying, you know, I'm going to look at my value system. I'm going to walk out here saying, I need to think through my value system. I need to daily process these things. I need to change the way that I think so that God can use me, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. For me, that's what I would say to our audience. Like, yeah. 
you know, anything ever you want to add to us as we go out today? Any words of wisdom? I don't know. You're kind of putting me on the spot. Oh, no, you don't have to. Jenny, anything you want to send us out I just want to say, like, when you spoke on that Sunday, it was, I don't know if it was just me feeling that it, but I feel like, because you're so determined on telling the Bible, but people aren't used to it, so it's, like, very, not awkward, but, like, (laughs) surprising, I think, to people, because it's quiet. Like, I don't, like, I can't read people during it because it's, like, so shocking, to them because it's not what they're used to. And it's almost like, even inside of me, like you feel like just from the past experience of being raised up in those kind of churches, like you feel like, I don't know, it's just this weird feeling inside of you that's like, I don't know how to describe it, but like it's just shocking to hear that then 30 years old, that that's not what you have been taught your whole life. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, what the heck have I been listening to or i don't know well but i think this is true and we just need to be okay with this this is what he says wisdom is revealed for us at the time that you need it that's what scripture said i mean that's what he says so it's not really about should i have been listening more or less or any of that i mean if you needed to hear it back Mm -hmm. then you would have eyes and ears would have been open and or you you had them closed true or you weren't ready for it you hear it at the right times and it sticks with you at the right times because now's the time you need to hear it i mean i think that's important I think that's cool. Of, you know, because he does. He says that. That's why when you're reading scripture, yeah. you could read some a hundred times yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, what? That I've is so cool. I love when that it's happens. It's because it's a living word and he says it will be of wisdom to you as you need it. Yeah, good. Evie, anything to close out? No, I don't think so. She said you said it all. Yeah. Uh, well, thank she you again. Ditto. Yeah, Evie, thank you yeah. for being on the podcast yep. again. Thank you for your service, not only here at Life Church, but in the foster care and the things that you're doing to help equip those things and help people carry out the value system mm-hmm. which God has, taking care of the orphan, the widow, and the people that are less fortunate. So thank you yep. for that. Thanks for being with us. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Don't forget, you know, uh, we want you to be able to keep listening so or get more people to listen. So share this. So when Jenny puts it out on our social media, mm-hmm. share it on our social media. If you're on YouTube, leave us comments. We'd love to to hear back from you uh, in those things. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.